Hello, kids. This is Risk, the show where people tell true stories they never thought they'd dare to share. I'm Kevin Allison, and every Thursday we release these special episodes that we're calling Classic Risk Singles. Each of these episodes features just one story from the past. If you're new to Risk, you should know that the podcast can be very uncensored. This week, a story that Nguyen Doe first shared on the podcast in November of 2013. Here's Nguyen now with a story we call, If It Kills Me. Hi, everybody. So, about six years ago, I was living in the up-and-coming Long Island City with my fiancé and my pug, and I had a job in finance. One Thursday, I came home, and I knew immediately something was wrong, because the house was clean and the dog was walked. And I asked my fiancé, what's up? And he showed me a crystal pipe. And I swear this is all before breaking bad. Um, my fiancé is everything that I'm not. He's creative, he's a musician, and experimental, even with drugs. But he was a good bad boy. He went to Sabbath every Friday to see his mother, and, um, but he also brought home drugs sometimes. Now, crystal meth. I've tried ecstasy, but in my mind, that was like a party drug that everybody does. And crystal meth was trashy, and like it made you crazy, and it made you do things like climb up a tree naked, and made your teeth fall out. But my fiancé had been smoking it all afternoon, and he seemed fine. In fact, he seemed better than fine. And I thought, well, maybe I'll try it. So I took my first puff, he lit the pipe for me, and I inhaled, and it was amazing. It felt like the world had lifted, and there was not a to-do list that I couldn't do, and that, that I wanted to smoke it again, because that's what crystal meth does, it makes you want to smoke it again. So I said, let me try it. So I tried it. And it sort of smelled like burning Barbie dolls, but I liked that smell. And I thought, oh, crystal smoke is so beautiful. And then we started to bond like we hadn't, hadn't bonded in a long time because we were always fighting. And it came out that I was jealous of his creative pursuits. And he said, well, maybe you need to have your own creative pursuits. And I said, you're absolutely right. And so I ran to my closet and took out my Sharpies and I started to draw little lines for hours. And I was focused and I wasn't wandering around the apartment wondering what to do. And then I, I, I felt great because I was being creative and I, I started to write poems. I even wrote a poem called Ode to Meth. And then, I, and then at 4.30 I decided I want to reconfigure my 94-piece alpha closet system. So I did. I pulled all my clothes out and put them back in and took them back and put them back in. And then it was 7.30, and then I had to go to work. And I got scared that because I was staying up all night that I would get tired of my fiancé. He handed me the crystal pipe, and he said, Honey, you take it to work, and I'll get another one when the store opens. And I was like, Oh, my God. And I was really touched. And I went to work, and it was... Great, I was so efficient, I was really fast in Excel, and my boss really loved me that day, I got so much done. 
And I came home and I continued to smoke. But I knew that Crystal, like any drug, had its repercussions. So I Googled it. And you lose your teeth smoking Crystal, not because of just because of the drugs, but because you eat a lot of sugary foods and you don't brush your teeth for weeks on end. So I said, I'm going to brush my teeth. <laughs> then I realized it's very dehydrating, which is why you get these red lips and red eyes. And so I made myself a giant pitcher of Master's Tonic, which is highly alkalizing to the body, and it's made of lemon, maple syrup, and um, cayenne pepper. And I drank that whenever I smoked Crystal. If I was going to do Crystal, I was going to do it responsibly. <laughs> so I smoked the entire weekend and didn't sleep until Sunday. And I wanted to fall over because I hadn't slept and my body was exhausted, but I wanted to do more crystal because that was what crystal does to you. It makes you want to smoke more crystal. But the drug dealer does not work on Sunday. I guess he goes to church or something. <laughs> but um, my, I was out of my skin and my fiancé looks at me and he's like, do you want a brick of Xanax or some Ambien to calm down, honey? And I was like, no, that stuff is so bad for you. <laughs> so I fell asleep finally, and Monday came, and like any hangover, I was like, well, that was a nice experience, but I never want to do that again until Thursday came. And I did it again. But I thought drugs were great. They made you creative. They freed your soul. Everybody should do drugs this way. You just need to know how to be really smart about it and cycle on and off of it and not do it for 48 days straight. So that's what I did. It became a ritual, Thursday through Saturday, Thursday through Saturday. But the time between, the cycle started to shrink, and soon I didn't go anywhere without a crystal pipe. But I thought, some people have coffee, I just do crystal. <laughs> I thought maybe I should stop, but I was kind of enjoying this new waif look that I was getting from smoking so much crystal. And my fiancé and I, we were getting along great. So I said, you know, I'm going to stop when, you know, it's a better time. But this decision to stop smoking crystal was taken out of my hands when he couldn't get any more good crystal. And all he could get was the dirty yellow stuff, and we weren't going to stoop that low. So he brought home really good cocaine one time. And now I've tried cocaine once at a party, and I thought it was disgusting. I thought it was decadent, you know, dirty, and it ruined your nose. I wasn't going to do that. But I Googled and found a very non-invasive way to do cocaine. What you could do was mix it with water, and you can put it in a syringe and inject it into your rectum without the needle. It worked great for me. <laughs> All of a sudden, I felt inspired again, and I ran to my bedroom, and I put on the theme song to Titanic, and I sang, near, far, where, for three hours. And it didn't matter that it sounded terrible, and I couldn't sing, because I was on drugs, and this was fun. And soon, I dropped to 92 pounds. And in my mind, I wasn't an addict. I was using drugs to be creative. I was like Van Gogh. I was like Janis Joplin, except I couldn't paint and I couldn't sing. Soon, I started doing 
ecstasy to come down from cocaine. It was like drug squared. And I started to hallucinate, and I started to black out, and I started to miss more days of work. And it was miserable, and I just wanted to kill myself. Um, and I thought, this is so logical, because I could just end it right now and start over, just leave my body. But I couldn't. I just couldn't. I wanted to choose death, but I couldn't. So I had to keep trying to get clean. And it wasn't a heroic moment, and it wasn't a monumental time. I just did it over and over again, try to get clean. I even went on a binge of holistic healing retreats. And now, looking back, I was definitely an addict, but I also went on this journey to the dark side where I found hidden there this really deep need to be creative. And now, instead of saying, I'll be creative if it kills me, I say, I'm creative because it makes me feel alive. That's all for this week's Classic Risk Singles episode. Now, don't miss out on our regular full-length episodes. There's a brand new one every Tuesday. And everything you might want to know about us is at risk-show.com.